Welcome to the Positive View Podcast, the podcast where we explore life circumstances, mental roadblocks, and endless opportunity to discover the positive view. I'm your host, Brianna G. And I'm your other host, Christy Murphy. And today's episode, we're talking about reinventing ourselves. What does that mean? How do you go about it? Do you need to do it? And are you ready for it? And are you ready for the great things that could come from it? That is going to be so exciting. Uh, But before we get to that, we want to talk about um, last week and our mission of last week, which we were talking about disappointment. And we wanted to talk about how we would manage it and prepare for it because we know that it is a part of life. Uh, So we set our mission for the week to develop a disappointment plan that can help us to manage those moments of disappointment. And Christy, how did that go for you? You know, what's really interesting about this is typically what's been happening is every time we have a mission, okay, um, my week sort of ends up being the mission, right? Like, so I was ready for this week to be incredibly disappointing. (laughs) because it's like Mm -hmm. oh when things fall apart you've lost your job um you know that kind of thing actually just furloughed i didn't lose it and i know exactly where it is um but the point being i was uh prepared with my disappointment plan and here's the deal when we were doing like our pre-show talk i realized that i actually did have like small moments of disappointment but they didn't stick out in my mind because of said plan Mm mm-hmm So to be more specific, okay, I allowed myself to get excited about my new every other day diet is what they call it. Every other day diet. People are, I'm the second I talk about diets, uh, people are going to be like, that's unhealthy. You're welcome to have any feelings about my new diet that you like. (laughs) An exciting opportunity for you to explore those feelings. However, every time I start a diet, I start with the, this has solved my life. Everything's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I try to tell myself, oh, wait, don't do that because maybe it's not going to work. Uh, and so instead, taking taking from our playbook, I'm not going to rob myself of the hope and dreams that this is the solution for me. And I'm going to look for opportunities to make it work for me. And so that's what I did. There was like a, basically what it is, is I eat eat um, what I want one day. And then the next day I, you know, eat considerably less. And what I loved about the diet and I still love about it is that it's always almost over. And so on the days where I eat really light, the scale goes down. And on the days where I eat whatever I want, the scale sometimes goes up. Mm-hmm. And the first couple of days, because I was really excited as I get on a new thing, um, it kept going down. And then towards the end of the week, it went up. Um, but I remembered that that doesn't mean it's not working because I'm down for the whole week. Because what happened was I got hungrier as the week went on. And so I needed to eat a little more. But I still lost like a, like a little bit over two pounds, which mm-hmm. for me as a 48-year-old, um, according to my we obese, that's obese, um, woman, uh, two pounds is a big win for me. It's a big mm-hmm. win for me. And and I also ate things like McDonald's. And I know I'm not supposed to eat McDonald's. Uh, but uh, – uh, I, I really wanted that chicken sandwich, uh, so much so that I ate two. Um, so I ate my chicken sandwich. I ate also salads and other things that are very good for me. Don't think I just am like, this is my opportunity to just eat foods that make me feel terrible. Uh, no, I actually ate foods that made me feel good and that were actually good for me. And I enjoyed it all. And I lost two pounds. So mm-hmm. by preparing myself for the, listen, just because it doesn't work every minute of every day, just because I don't feel great about everything every day, I was able to not actually be that disappointed. Awesome. That, 
I love hearing that. And I think, you know, we talked about it last week that it is an interesting place that we find ourselves in that as soon as we hit the mission or as soon as we set the mission for the week, it seems like life is just like, well, here you go. Here's your opportunity to practice it. And maybe that's just because that's where our focus is set. I don't know. Or maybe the universe is like, yeah, here you go. Here's your opportunity to practice. Uh, But I too had the same I actually went into the week thinking, "Uh uh-oh, okay, is my plan in place? Because here we go. Um, But it was not nearly as challenging as I thought it maybe would be. What I found is I was actually borrowing disappointment early. Like I was, you know, if I was setting like some sort of activity or goal for myself, I was already like anticipating that it wouldn't work out. So it was like already mentally putting my disappointment plan in place and then kind of had to come to a, a point where I recognized, wait, that's not the point of this. Hold on. Uh, and and take it a step back so that I could actually do whatever it is that I needed to do and then just see what the outcome was. Now, there were a few times this week where I was disappointed, I think, in um, you know, maybe some things at work. And I really had to look at what helped me or what's a huge part of my disappointment plan is um, really focusing on what do I have control over? So we're, you know, I, I think I talked last week about Covey's circle of influence, circle of concern, circle of concern I can't do anything about. So where do I really have the opportunity to make some changes or do something differently? And that uh, really helped manage any kind of disappointment I had about um, things happening at work, things happening in the wider world, you name it. Uh, It really, having that focus on my, my ability of what I can do really helped not only manage the disappointment, but then really gave me that sense of empowerment to just keep moving forward and and, uh, look to the next thing. Yes. And what I love about the concept is what I have now I'm using um, the whoop method for managing some of my tasks and my disappointment, which is uh, I think it's the lady who wrote the um, reinventing positive thinking Um, and the whoop idea. And if you want more information, it's all free. You go to whoopmylife.org in case I butcher this explanation. But in short, whoop stands for wish, outcome, objection, plan. Right. So basically what I wish for is, you know, I'm going to do amazing on this diet. Or for me, where my disappointment came a little bit from this week is from my getting things done, David Allen system, right? I've been getting a lot of things done. And this week I didn't get as much done. And so my wish is that I get all the things done, right? The outcome is I do amazing. The life of the world is mine. The obstacle is going to be that a lot of times when things don't go exactly my way, as I hoped, I have a tendency to think, and now it's all ruined. And we did a whole thing on that sort of dichotomy of thinking. It's either all or nothing, that fallacy of all or nothing. And so this time I realized that um, that obstacle is going to happen. And I'm just going to plan uh, to just do things anyway, do what I can in the moment and not villainize myself for not getting every task done. Uh, And that allows me room to get back with the plan. And so, um, you know, especially when I start new things, I get all this excitement, all this hope, and that's really fantastic. And I know that eventually at some point, um, sometimes things get hard. 
And I can't look to that thing being hard as the reason why it's not working. I just plan for it being hard. Do the best I can. And don't get on my own case about it. And know that when I'm feeling a little better, I'm going to go whole hog again. But just do a little bit. Mm -hmm. What I've done is enough. Um, And I think it really does. It saves me from dreading my failure because I've planned for it and it's not really a failure. Do you know what I mean? It allows the, the energy of hope to be bigger and it, and it actually mitigates the actual disappointment. Mm -hmm. And I think then it's, it is, it's realistic. I think, you know, from that first episode where we talked about messy and imperfect, it is realistic to think that, along whatever path you're on, you're going to hit these road bumps and things aren't going to turn out the way that, uh, that we expect them to turn out. And we can either let that derail us or we can recognize that that's a, that that is a possibility and plan for it and and watch out for it. And so that we can either try to sidestep it. Um, or if we can't just at least not spend, not let it, like I said, not let it completely derail us um, into that, like you were talking about that all or nothing kind of situation. And I spend a lot of time, I was also spending a lot of time with the, oh man, it didn't work out and I'm so disappointed. And then, you know, that just spirals into a whole downward kind of trajectory of, i it's not worth doing now. Um, But what I recently, you know, like within the last year or two have really, really come to see as one of the strengths that I have is, is the restart, you know, and before, if I got disappointed at the way things were turning out, or was just kind of overall just, you know, having a less than positive view of things, I would maybe stop, stop, with any kind of active work um, in that area for like months. And then the good thing is, of course, that I would always restart. And what I'm noticing now is as I am trying to be more positive and as we're doing this work here, um, those, those times between those times of disappointment just are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And so it's almost as if it's less of, what I'm realizing is it's less of a restart and just more a sense of, oh, well, this is just like a little, either a little sidestep or I had to just pull off the road or I'm not doing great with the the metaphor here, but I just had to see it as, oh, I just really need to just, I can step right back on the path. It's not as if the whole path is gone. I just need to okay, this was a little disappointing. It didn't work out the way I expected. All right, that's fine. Now I can just see what didn't work, figure out how potentially to, you know, fix it or um, tweak whatever I was doing and then just step right back on the path. And there I go, ready to go. Yes. And it works. What I really like about having a plan for disappointment and just realizing that it's a part of life and that it's going to happen is that it makes it easier for me to feel less afraid with things I can't control. Mm -hmm. Other people's thoughts, other people's, um, you know, sometimes uh, the, the more up I am, it feels like sometimes when I'm talking to others, the more down they are. And, uh, and I get to 
I get to realize that one, everybody doesn't have to be happy for me to be happy. And two, I don't have to make people who aren't happy in that moment be different than where they are because there's every time, all the time, there's moments when, when sadness or frustration are ours and there's no reason to have to like fix that for other people. It could be part of the process. Like I've been disappointed. I have to feel that. And then I get back on track, mm -hmm. you know, and that sort of realization that there's nothing wrong with being down in a moment it allows me to accept people where they are instead of where I'd want them to be, because right now I'm in a good mood. So everybody let's party it up. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like people get to be sad and I, or be, get to be negative. Um, and I, I will say though, my tolerance for like, absolute negativity just drowning like I just can't I, I don't have the tolerance that I used to have which is very interesting and and I have some you know I have some like concerns and worries about you know people who I'm close to not being able to come on this journey with me and not getting all the you know the the um the cash and prizes that I think we're all due, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but I don't have to worry about that now. I could deal with that later. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And of course, the moment I think that, then and then the next day they call me and I'm feeling a little down and they're all, oh my God, you won't believe what's happening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it just, I'm like, oh, all right. We knew this was going to happen. And then also because I have some health issues that affect my energy, which is why I'm, I'm putting more of my own like energy into my health. Um, you know, watching that ebb and flow is a lot easier for me now that I realize it's not a sign that, see, it's why you're never going to be a healthy person. No, I'm a healthy person who has some health issues. I'm not my circumstances. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think that you, uh, I'm losing my train of thought and we've barely even started. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a yes, little disappointed in myself. We have a plan for that. <laughs> plan for that. <laughs> I think um I think that your mentioning of uh you know the tolerance for sitting in those spaces that maybe are a little less than positive, that too can what I'm trying to say is there is a freedom in recognizing that everybody not only is entitled to their own thoughts and feelings, but that that is that is not something that I have to own or take responsibility for. And for me, that too can sometimes be a part of my disappointment plan when my disappointment is like I'm walking into a space where the energy isn't maybe where I am. Like you were saying, not everybody's got to be up and, you know, woo-wooing it exactly at the moment that I am. So I have to be able to manage my disappointment with that. Uh, by recognizing that's their thing. And, and if I can help them, absolutely let me help them. Uh, but I, I don't have to take responsibility and there's so much, I find that that is so much more freeing, uh, than where I used to be that like feeling like I then had to be responsible for lifting that energy up or fixing whatever's happening for them. Again, if I can help them, I will, uh, but if they just need to be in that space, that that's okay. And I can still be positive and enjoying whatever it happens to be going on for me. Absolutely. And that brings us to this week's episode. And this week we're talking about reinventing yourself. You know, what does it look like? Are you ready for it? Um, what may get in the way of you reinventing yourself and all that other kind of good stuff. So what do you think uh, reinventing yourself kind of looks like? I think it can look like different things at different times. I think there's the opportunity to 
reinvent yourself. Um, sometimes it can be just on uh, maybe how you look, or there's the reinventing how you're reinventing your mindset or how you're thinking about things. For me personally, I think reinventing yourself uh, really comes down to getting honest about what I want and how I'm going to kind of go after that to have that kind of that life that I've dreamed of. And so there has to be a little bit of re reinvention, or I liked a word you used in our pre-show, like recreating ourselves so that we start to think of ourselves as someone who can, can do those things that's going to get us to where we want to be. I absolutely agree. I've always, I, I think I've mentioned this to you a million years ago, but when I was a little kid, there was a Coke commercial, a Coke for Coke soda. Um, and it was this girl who was helping with the, um, a dance. Do you know what I mean? And she was they were all sweaty and they're decorating the dance. And then she goes home and gets all dressed up and she comes back and all the boys that were just, she was just palling around with are like, and I don't even remember her name, but in my mind now it's Jessica. And they're like, Jessica? And they're all amazed. And I think every summer I would think I would come back and I'd be like a square pegs episode where I've decided this year I'm going to be popular. This year I'm going to be different. Do you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I've kind of always been chasing that, that, that feeling, that, that moment to re reinvent. I mean, and I, and, and I, I realize, um, you know, I may not be Madonna, but I can reinvent myself. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't have to get, you know, I don't have to, um, you know, shave my head or um, wear my underwear on the outside uh, to be a different version of me that I'm excited about. Mm -hmm. Right. So for me, it definitely is like deciding here and now and, I, and it's it, it, that I am the person that I dreamed of being. Mm -hmm. um, so like one of the things I mentioned before was, um, one of the things that I'm working on very, uh, one of the things I'm very ashamed of is I feel like I had good health and I feel like I squandered it. And whether or not that story is true, I'm not telling myself that story anymore. Mm -hmm. I have decided I am not my circumstances. So even if um, the autoimmune disorder I have, it, you know, it, it, even if it progresses or, you know, or it turns out it's not that and it just turns out I'm just miraculously healed. I'm all for that too. Um, or if it turns out that, you know, the, the problem I've been having with my back, if that doesn't completely resolve itself, you know, that I am not my circumstances. I don't have to say I'm not a healthy person. I can say I'm healthy. I am healthy. I dream of being healthy. So I am. And despite the fact that I may have some issues with my back and I may have, but it isn't who I am. I am a healthy person. I can be the person I dream of. I am a healthy person. I don't have to say that I can't handle hardship or that I'm this. No, I'm a person who enjoys difficult things. I rise to a challenge. I've decided I'm taking on, I'm brave. Um, and it is so because I say it so, and it's that simple for me. That's what I'm deciding. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it come. It, it really can come down to is just making that decision for yourself. I too had, um, I don't recall the Coke commercial, but I had something very similar. Uh, I had read, uh, you know, I read a book when I was, when I was preteen kind of era and something very similar, you know, the girl goes away for summer, she comes back and everything is wonderful because she's kind of reinvented herself. I think there is that sense of, you know, the if then, if I do this thing, then I'm going to, you know, then the world is going to be, my world is going to be amazing. I don't know that reinventing yourself always needs to be that dramatic. I think, like you were saying, it can be something as, 
as I don't want to say simple because I know that it, I don't I don't want to lessen the impact of you know coming to that coming to that realization for you or for myself or whomever. I do think though it doesn't have to be as dramatic as like an over like a total overhaul or it can just be something that is just a little bit of a change in how you start to think either about yourself or about your circumstances. So I love that you, your, you know, your phrasing of, I am not my circumstances because things are going to happen to us. I mean, things are just going to happen to us, right? That's life. And it is how we deal with those things that, that is, um, that really is the meaningful or, or is the meat of our lives. And for me, the reinventing is tends to always come down to how am I thinking? So if there is a particular, if I'm in a particular space in my life, if I need to reinvent, it is usually related to, I need to first change how I'm thinking about a thing to get to this new space where I create recreate, um, recreate myself, essentially. Yes, and it really does tie very much to our identity, um, our identity episode. Do you know what I mean? To start Mm -hmm. positively saying who I am instead of who I'm not. And to also just decide that the things that I felt like I wasn't, that I never liked, and I was uncomfortable with to decide that that isn't true. I'll give you an example for me, uh, besides just my health piece. There's also, um, I gave myself a haircut. It's a, it's a thing to do during the Rona here. Uh, we're, uh, we're at home and I haven't gone in to see a hairdresser. And I remember when I was in middle school, um, I used to give myself haircuts. And it wasn't until I got yelled at by a professional hairdresser uh, that I stopped. And But here's the thing. I gave myself permission because honestly, we're in lockdown. I'd give myself a haircut. And it's very much the whole, you know, the 80s are back, mullets are in. Now people are going to imagine that I have a crazy mullet, but it's not. It's, but it is a little party in the front, uh, uh, a business in the front party in the back. I will say that. But it is a style where I can spike my hair and do some crazy things that I used to do when I was considerably younger. And I got to tell you, um, it makes me feel different because I used to think, well, I'm a, I'm a nice lady. Uh, you know, I, I'm a plain Jane. I am, you know, well, I'm smarter than I am. And the truth is I've always wanted blue hair. I loved punk rock. I loved, you know, there was a part of me that like, just enjoys, like, I like watching all those YouTube videos where people do crazy makeup and stuff like that. And I remember once wanting to do like crazy makeup and somebody said, Oh my God, I can't believe you're going to do that. And then I just didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And so I've decided now that I've reinvented myself, that I am the kind of person who can give themselves a haircut and develop their own look and be proud of it and not care what anybody thinks. Cause I got to tell you, I love this haircut more than I've loved my hair ever. Awesome. And I've seen your haircut and it is fantastic. I think um, you, I think that you made a really interesting point there when you reference how other people's comments allowed you to essentially reinvent yourself into maybe something that was less than um was maybe really less than true for yourself and so like the the recreation the reinvention is really just getting back to who you really think you are who you want to be so i think it can sometimes be a just getting back to what we already what we maybe uh 
deep down think or know we are. And sometimes it truly can be something's going on. And I just know that in my life, I want to be different. Um, I think that reinventing yourself really, the other thing that it does for me is it forces me to be very present and it forces me to get really honest about what's going on in my life. Because I think what I found is when I kind of get off track or, you know, talking about identity, when I get away from that identity, it's usually because I'm not really, I'm not really paying attention to what's going on. And I start to believe external messaging versus really getting back versus really thinking about and focusing on what I know to be true for myself or about myself. Yes. Um, Like I have this whole thing that I've been thinking about for a couple of months and I've probably mentioned it in another podcast about um, there's a feeling and a, and a thing in life that I'm looking for that I want. Right. And uh, you know, I want to live an exciting life where I know um, fun people, people who are doing exciting and interesting things. And I'm excited to wake up in the day and I'm um, and I, you know, and honestly, I want to be one of those people who, who's proud of the way they look. Um, and that has always been a weird piece for me because when I was a little kid, I thought I was cute as all get out. Right. Uh, and then of course, middle school happens and, uh, hello darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not, you know, I, I mean, and I literally people would call me ugly and, but I'm 48 years old. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that, that day is over, right? Like I don't have to take that on anymore. And I'm just starting to realize like. I want to be healthier, but I don't have to say I'm unhealthy now. I would like to be uh, thinner, right? I would like to be a healthier weight, but I don't have to like postpone living the life of my after photo now. And Mm -hmm. I used to always want to put something between I'll be this once I do that. And the truth is Mm -hmm. I have this, I love the me, like I, I took a before photo before I took, uh, before I started this diet. And I'm smiling in that before photo because I love before Christy, this me Christy right now, because she's the after photo of a lot of other stuff. And also the person who does all the dieting work. Okay. When you go get healthy and you get on a fitness plan, the person who's really doing all the work, the person who's really working hard is the before person. Did I mean, you felt the disappointment you've you you've worked hard and and had it not pay off in the way you wanted or it did pay off and then life happened and then you you lost some ground that person is like at the guts to try again and literally everything that the like literally everything the after me will have this this before me had to do with like 40 or 50 extra pounds I'm just working harder now do you know what I'm saying I just don't have all the mm-hmm. cash and prizes at the end so I am the after me now, but even better because I'm trying, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm doing it one more time. What I think I'm going to get from being after I can have now and it can get me even further where I want to go. Do you know what I'm saying? I am the fabulous looking fun person that I think the after me photo will bring now and I can also get healthier. Yes. And I, I, I love that thought and it's I'll be honest it's not something that has that's ringing very true but I've not really thought about before that I'm not actually like the person right now I'm not actually different than who I maybe will be you know six months from now when I when I 
when my reinvention or my recreation is complete. It seems like a very aha moment to recognize I'm actually that person right now. What I'm doing is just getting, what I'm doing now is just getting or doing rather the work to get kind of to catch up to that. And so I, I, I'm going to have to noodle that around a little bit because it does feel very, I'm, I'm a little bit staggered by it. I think that I am, I am that person. Wow. I, I truly, (laughs) I'm going to just stop for a second and think about it. (laughs) It's, it is a wonderful thought that I don't have to wait to have that mindset. I think, yes, um, it depends on if you're doing the reinvention, it depends on externally what that might look like for you. And so it might take a little bit of time to get there, but from a mindset perspective, I can be there now because that is totally within my circle of influence. I love that. I love it. Well, and it's also, it's sort of like I'm writing a check to myself, right? Because I can't, I can't buy something I can't pay for. So I have to have the funds. I am that now. I'm just literally waiting for it to be delivered, if you know what I'm saying. I'm buying the kayak. It's being built. It's coming. And I say that because you've got a kayak on the way. Um, (laughs) But do you know what I'm saying? It's like, but you've already paid for that kayak. You Mm -hmm. are that person. You're the person who can afford a kayak. You were that person the whole time. It's just a matter of when when the actual thing arrives. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to wait to feel good about me. Smile in your before photo. That person that you are right now that will be that will be outside will look like the after. That's who you are right now. Mm-hmm. You get to be happy with who you are right now because you're amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I don't know where this comes from, but I did spend I have spent so much of my life just not wanting to admit like good things about myself. And so perhaps part of my recreation or my reinvention story or, or work is I have to get, I have to take the time to identify the positives about me and then be okay with uh, sitting in that, which I don't know why that feels so uncomfortable, probably because I have that whole, you know, big headed concern that I'm somehow I'm too big for my britches or whatever the case may be. But I think one of the things that we've talked about a lot and that you have been wonderful in helping me with is recognizing, is for me, I need to recognize what my gifts and my talents are so that I can take those with me on my recreation, reinvention journey. I don't, I some of my positive attributes, I have actually, well, not some of them, my positive attributes, I have them right now. I need to, I need to recognize that because all it's going to do is help me to get down, get down to that, you know, that other part of that new part of me sooner. Yes. Because I have this theory and it's probably because I'm a writer that, um, life is a lot of times the story you tell yourself. And I've told myself some pretty cruddy stories. See, I didn't swear. I told myself some cruddy stories Mm -hmm. and I've decided that, listen, the hero of the story is the hero. He's the hero the whole way through. Do you know what I mean? Like the person, 
that you know at the bottom of act two where life wasn't going his way and he lost his close compadre and he ha- you know what i mean it looked like the dragon that he was supposed to slay you know you know is actually going to win and then he gathers up his resources and in the end of the day he slays that dragon and saves the world right but he he was always the guy who saved the world it just hadn't happened mm-hmm. yet it's like you can't i can't make a seed a corn seed um like a an apple seed like it's not gonna just suddenly become an apple Mm -hmm. if you're later going to be corn like a whole stock of corn you were always corn do you know what i'm saying (laughs) it doesn't go the other way so if the outside of me losing you know you know getting to a healthy weight which for me would be somewhere between 30 and 50 pounds according to you know diagrams on the internet or whatnot i'm not really married to the number anymore but you know when i do that I'll be the healthy person I always was. I can't be what I wasn't. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, I can't just be a dog. Do you know what I mean? I've always been an a- totally awesome human. Why not? Do you know what I mean? I have the makings of it now. I, I can't, I can't buy things that I don't have the resources for. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that we have to do is figure out what it's going to, like, what are the activities that's going to help me get to that point? So, and, and I, in talking about this reinvention, it really makes me think back to that positivity work that we were doing at our, you know, when we, when we first started this, however many years ago, um, that was a reinvention of sorts. That was a recreation of not only we wanted to create a better work environment, but we really wanted to create a a better mindset for ourselves that allowed us to start thinking that things were possible. And the way that we were able to do that was the consistent practice of recognizing our triggers for when we were maybe going into that mindset we didn't, we no longer wanted, or we want no longer that we were saying is no longer true for us. And so first recognizing that trigger and then doing the immediate reframing to sort of exercise or flex that new muscle. And I think when we talk about reinvention for things like if it's related to health and wellness or a new activity that you want, another big piece of how you're, how to get there or how I found what I had to really get honest with is that's there's work involved in that and there's practice involved And I think in the past, I have gotten a little too intimidated by the work because sometimes, especially if it's something big or some big kind of what I've deemed as a bigger change for myself, I get a little too worried that doing that work, I won't be able to handle it or it'll be too much or, um, you know, what a story I tend to tell myself is what's the point? Cause I'm probably going to mess it up anyway, which I get is not at all a positive view and I'm working on it. Um, but it, it is so important to just, just get, get that in your head to, for me, it was so important to get it into my head that it's going to be work I need to practice. It's not going to be perfect every time, but if I keep doing it, I will eventually get to that recreated self. Yes. And one of the things I'm working on and that I'm excited about is that I'm starting to recognize the work is me being the thing. 
Okay. So I used to look at the thing as being the result, right? So if, if I am who I am, who I want to be now, me doing the work is me being mm -hmm. it instead of I'm going to be a healthy person once I lose the weight. No, I'm a healthy person now. And me, you know what I mean? Uh, doing my every other day diet, me doing my, my, what some people may call a modest 10 minutes every other day on the bike until I get my health up is also me being healthy. That's me exercising that healthiness. And it adds a certain level of glamour to the um, work that I otherwise would have seen as tedious. Mm -hmm. Like the thing that I have to do to get what I want. Mm -hmm. No, I have what I want and this is what I get to do, which I know sounds really different. But for me, like I used to only think writing new words as a novelist was like the real work, let's say. And then I actually heard someone else say, you know, because I watched other people just tinker with words and it felt like, oh, you're never going to finish that book. You know what I mean? They'd write a paragraph and they'd tinker and they'd write a paragraph and they'd tinker. Um, and some people never finish a book that way. And I did learn to like push through so much tinkering to get to the end of the work. And then you're supposed to go back and tinker. But my whole thing was, no, 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 that's the real work. And it's like, no, 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 Christy, you're just as much of a novelist when you're going in working on that one sentence. Mm -hmm. All of it is part of the glamour of being a writer, mm -hmm. which is who you dreamed you were going to be your whole life and who you've been your whole life and let yourself enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And it makes it a little easier to just know that it's not me trying to be something. It's me being something while I'm working at it. That makes it, it elevates what I'm doing. It makes waking up just that much more fun. Right. It in, in it, as you said before, it really is about that story that you tell yourself. And it is that story that is completely under your control. So I can tell myself that I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be the person I want to be until I, you know, can, for me, it was always like running, which I don't know why, because I do not enjoy running at all. But I used to think if I could just you know, if I could just run this like 5k, 10k, whatever, then I would be that healthy athletic person. And it's like, well, you can still be healthy and athletic and not necessarily, you know, enjoy or, or have it be related to running. Um, and then I had to remember there was a very significant period of my life where I was an athlete. And um, I, if I, if I'm, you know, recreating or reinventing myself, I'm going to bring that, bring that into this reinvention. So it may be when we're talking about reinventing or recreating, it might be that we're not only, like you said, doing like something that's necessarily new. Um, we may be just re remembering that, um, remembering something about ourselves that we forgot. And we just need to bring that back to the forefront so that it can be a part of our, to be a part of our recreation. So for me, we talked, I mean, I've talked about it too, the health and wellness piece. That is just a space where I just feel like I for so long felt like some magic would happen and I would just get the motivation that it would take to, to do the things to be in the like kind of the health space I wanted to be in. And like you said, what I'm recognizing is I am a healthy person. I have some work to do in certain areas that are, are tough for me, but I'm going to be positive about the things that I know that I'm doing and I'm doing well right now because 
remembering all of that is the evidence that's going to keep me going when I hit the disappointing stages or the barriers or the setbacks, name it what you want. But I need, I need all of that, all of that evidence to help me move forward to get down the line to the person this and I'm using air quotes and you can't see it (laughs) um but to get down to this reinvented or recreated like end version I guess yeah and one of the things that I would love like I believe if you're listening to this if you're listening to this and you can hear me that you are already inventing yourself you're reinventing yourself you are the kind of person who is definitely looking for something bigger in life that is setting their mind to going and living the life that they dream of and I would posit that you are doing it right now it's not once you get listen I'm a millionaire now and I don't want it in that phony like I'm a millionaire um you know the riches are mine just envision your jet no not like that but just knowing that if you're if you're listening to this and you're you're thinking about how am I thinking, what am I doing, how do I reinvent myself, um, that you could just go ahead and and call yourself the thing, even just in your own mind. Like a part of me, okay, so a long time, for a long time I was a musician. I absolutely um you know, I, I started playing the violin when I was nine. I was in an orchestra. I was a concert master. I was, you know, a student conductor. I studied music in college. It was a community college and, and it doesn't negate the fact that I did study music. And mm-hmm. I have, um, I have bilateral carpal and cubital tunnel and I do not play as much as I used to, but I love to listen to music and I still like write down lyrics. And I still like yesterday I was, you know, I've been, I've been like revisiting old music that I listened to. I've been watching uh, John Taylor from Duran Duran. I was a Durani um, is, you know, live stream on Instagram and I've decided, you know what, I'm going to re you know, part of the reinvention invention can be a reclamation, you know, like reclaiming Mm -hmm. parts of us. And I'm just going to put it out there. You know, I can still be a writer and I'm a musician and I write songs because I've written them. I still have fragments of songs. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know why why I decided that the day for that must close, despite the fact that I dream about it. I write little things um, down. I think about songs that I want to write. I was, you know, I look at keyboards and different things. It's like, just because, you know, parts of my body don't work like they used to, doesn't mean I'm not the person who ever did that. And it doesn't mean I'm Mm -hmm. not the person who can't do it now. And it's not the like that I'm not the person who can't um, do it in the future. Um, and with all the technology out there today, do you know what I mean? Of course. I've, my, I mean, I've literally seen people play the guitar with their feet. There's something I can do. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, I do write songs. I write a lot of lyrics. I, I, I made a record for crying out loud. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it was played on satellite radio, but still radio. They, they, I mean, the name radio is in it. Uh, you know, feel free if you, anybody who writes us gets a free copy on my record. Um, <laughs> I got one, <laughs> but it's like, it's yeah, good. yeah. It, you know, it's, 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 it's funny. It's, you know, it's mm-hmm. catchy. It's got some good stuff. Um, so yeah, like, but I want, what I'd really love is for people to just be really excited about what they're doing right now. Like to, to like get, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to talk about that later in a later episode about what I call your inner hype man, but to tell yourself the story of this is how you are 
chasing your dream. This is how you mm -hmm. are already living your most awesome life. This is how you are this, you know, right here, right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think what I, what I've needed is for someone, namely you, uh, to my, remind me that that's true, that when I get too focused on the future, again, air quotes, me, version of me, um, I forget that I sometimes then can't see what I'm actually doing now and that I am that person now. So, you know, one of the things we, one of the things we've talked about is um, sort of that idea that we want, we are trying to do this podcast because we're, we want our, we want our, we want to be looking for living that kind of dream life, so to speak. And part of that is meeting interesting people and talking with people and helping them uh, find the more positive view, have that positive mindset in hopes of making their lives better and in hopes of creating this community of people who are doing those things. And we're doing that. I mean, I know that that sounds weird, but sometimes I forget. I'm so, I'm so focused on like the community piece and when everything is up and running and all, you know, people are listening and, and we're all working together and it's wonderful. I'm so focused on that. I don't see that I've already done some work towards my reinvention because we're, we're doing the show now. Um, we're into a, episode 11. I feel like, as you remind me frequently, I can call myself a podcaster. Uh, and that's so exciting to be on that road that is the reinvention piece. Now, are we at what we've kind of set as maybe, I don't know about an end goal, but like a nice benchmark? No, we're not quite there yet, but we're on the way so very similar to what you were talking about with the health and wellness piece, I'm going to be really excited about where we are right now. And I am, I am so excited about where we are right now. And what that's helping me do is just see how in other spaces in my life, um, I can use this excitement and the evidence that, you know, this work is, is beneficial i can use all of that to to infuse into other parts of my life where i'm looking for an opportunity to recreate and reinvent yes because like one of the things that i i think i get really excited about the concept of community and us you know and 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 and, and meeting people who are listening um is that i want to know i want to do exciting things and i want to meet people who are doing exciting things and one of the things i realized um is that i have met people like there are people listening right now and you're i'm talking about you yes i'm talking about <laughs> you that literally they're teaching um they're teaching Samba classes. I had a friend literally text me after overcoming in an, an amazingly difficult health situation, text me and tell me about how um, he is going to the beach um, because he's, you know, he got a really great result from his doctor and he is, uh, you know, dreaming up the next stage in his life and mm -hmm. the things that he, you know, the, I mean, he throws fantastic parties and he knows all these fantastic people and he's been in plays and he's got great reviews in, in LA magazines. And do you know what I mean? And I realized that I know you, it, you, you, like we're doing this podcast and like, I already am hearing from people who are listening and it, and, and it doesn't negate the fact that I already knew them. 
You know what I'm saying? Um, that, 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 that I do know exciting people who are doing exciting things. And I know mm-hmm. for a fact that somebody listening right now is in mm-hmm. their mind. I, I just wish that they could close their eyes and realize the exciting thing that they've always wanted to do in their life is something by just closing their eyes and deciding in this moment of recreation, you know, reclamation or reinventing that they, that you can really decide you're that person right now and walk out your front door, that person, or stand up where you are or sit where you are, or just quietly nod wherever you are and realize I am who I've always dreamed of being Mm -hmm. like right now. Mm hmm. Yep. I am who I always dreamed of being. And so now I get to live like it. I think that's the other great part. Yes. And it it suddenly, as you were saying before, suddenly it helps, you know, the little kind of overwhelming pieces be not so overwhelming. Um. And I, I feel like I don't, I don't mean to repeat what you were saying. Maybe I'm just trying to reinforce it for myself because it's so, it, it can be a little bit easy to forget that. Um, like I said, I have a tendency to lose, to lose focus sometimes on the, where I'm at in the moment and the, the wins that I've had or the gains that I've had. And so just being able to, Ah, I'm so excited. Just being able to stop every once in a while to take that to take that opportunity to have the reminder of um I am, you know, fill in the blank, whatever the thing is that we're looking to be or how do we're looking to recreate for recreate ourselves. I do have to take I do have to take a moment every once in a while just to do those reminders. Um and that's okay. I mean, it it helps me. That's one of the ways that helps me keep moving or one of the things rather that helps me keep moving forward. Yes. And I think that's why I'm so excited. Um, and so like grateful that I've gotten to talk to people or, you know, message, you know, virtually talk, um, to people, you know, that are like doing the same thing that we are, that are like looking for opportunities in their life that are living more positively, which doesn't mean never thinking a negative thought or complaining, you know, because, it reminds me to remember that I'm doing it because I think mm-hmm. that's the hardest part because when life gets really hard, mm-hmm. um, you know, not when I'm sitting here with you and we're remembering all these things and we're doing this work and I'm in this moment. Right. But when, um, you know, when it's two o'clock in the morning and I'm like, okay, you're, you're not supposed to like eat this chips and dip for another three hours. Like, yes, it gets that, uh, uh, you, you have a goal, um, that, that three hours, it's just like, okay, so I'm a healthy person, right? Dreaming of this chips and dip. Am I, am I? Um, yes, 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 you are Christy. And I don't care who's, who might say otherwise. Um, I'm a healthy person. I've seen plenty of people who are healthy people sometimes enjoy the chip and dip. And if that's the way it looks like on me, good. But it's really easy to forget in the world. And that's like why I'm glad that we talk every week. And that's why I'm glad that, um, you know, people who are close to me and people I've gotten to know, and if you're out there, I want to know you, um, that they're doing this too. Because it's Mm -hmm. so easy to forget. And Mm -hmm the excitement of living gets, can get lost in um, disappointments. And also me just forgetting, I get so wrapped up in where I want to be 
that I don't enjoy where I am because you're always on the way to somewhere. So mm. no matter what, you know what I mean? You could win, a, you know, like there's this weird thing that I've always, that I've done in the past where I did something, but I always could have done it a little better. So I don't get to be excited about it now. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And I'm just, I'm just deciding now I'm reinventing. I'm the kind of person who knows exciting people. I'm the kind of person who's on their, uh, I'm a millionaire. I'm a multimillionaire. I'm fun. I'm cute. I'm cute. Darn it. I'm cute. And I'm the kind of cute person who gives themselves cute haircuts. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and people get to think their thoughts about that, but that doesn't have anything to do with me. Do you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like I'm, I'm living the fab life right now. Mm-hmm. Well, and you hit on one thing um, that has been really helpful for me when I'm on, you know, a new, when I'm on a journey towards something new or different for myself is that sense of having, um, having uh, support around you um, and people who are supporting you on the, su supporting you on that like reinvention. Now they don't have to necessarily agree with it or they don't necessarily need to know all the details but just being able once in a while to reach out to someone for me especially as you were saying about the times you know life is going to get really hard and there may be times when we're just kind of like I don't know either we lose focus or we're not sure if you know things maybe aren't going quite at the for me it's always a patience issue so things maybe aren't going at the pace that i feel like they should be and so i'm ready to like throw in the towel uh, so it's helpful then for me to be able to reach out to someone to help me to help me kind of either talk through it or who can just be a nice do a nice gentle reminder like but you can do this uh and don't you know don't don't forget that you you are that person now and i know for when we talk, um, that's been one of the things that has been most helpful is that you keep reminding me of uh, the the positives, I think, when I start to either not necessarily get down on myself, but sometimes I definitely don't give myself enough credit for the work I've done so far um, and enough credit for the person that I am now. I'm getting, again, too far, looking at too far in the future and thinking that those are two different people. Um, so sometimes just having that little bit of help uh, or support um, can just help us get over those some of those barriers that we're going to undoubtedly encounter as we're on our way to recreation. Yes. And one of the things that you mentioned that is so true is the pace, right? Like I, mm. I want a new Balumpa and I want it now. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, the pace is a hard one for me. I'm not, um, uh, I, have an, I have awesome opportunities, like excellent opportunities for me to exercise pace on a regular basis. Uh, so it keeps, it's a, it's a common theme for me. I'm, I, I am a patient person now. Um, and I feel like sometimes when I get into a certain place where I'm not recognizing that I am the me I dreamed of and I get to act that way and I get to live that way and I get to do the things that that person did um, is that I, um, when I start closing off the world and making it small and putting myself in sort of a waiting game, it's really easy for me to get distracted and get lost and start looking at other people enjoying where they are and thinking mm -hmm. I have to get over there to be happy. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like when I am not enjoying my life or I don't have things going on or I'm not appreciating what is going on or whatever, you know, is going on there, the, the more likely I am to be like, well, what's over there? You know what I mean? And just like genuinely, I've had this thing where I've done a lot of hard work and I'm this close to um, getting a lot of the cash and prizes for my hard work um, because it doesn't look like the joyous, amazing thing that I imagined it to be. Or I've robbed myself of the ability to enjoy that process. I have literally gotten up and walked over to getting to something new and not thoroughly mm -hmm. like allowed myself to reap the benefits of what I, where I was and where I was going and who I was mm -hmm. and, um, or letting criticism or something like that decide for me that I'm somebody else. And so it's like those disappointments and that like being part of a community and, and keeping my reminders on that let me know, no, 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 you're that now, you are that now. It doesn't, every moment doesn't have to feel awesome, but you know, they also don't have to suck as much as I've, I've let that happen. Do you know, by, mm -hmm. by like constantly being perfectionistic, constantly thinking, well, I should be here sooner, constantly thinking, but it looks better when they do it. Um, all mm -hmm. these other kind of things that sort of, um, what is a phrase a lot of friends of mine use, compare and despair. You know, mm -hmm. um, if I'm really excited about where I am and what I'm doing, it doesn't bother, bother me so much what other people have. I, I, I love what I got. Mm -hmm. Definitely the comparison is a, um, a barrier or a, I'll say barrier for me in the work because I the comparison really for me comes with thinking like, why does this, if I'm, if I'm trying for something new, it's usually the, why does this seem so hard for me? And it's so, it seems to be so easy for other people. Um, especially if you, like, if we're talking about the health and wellness piece, a journey I've been on for a long time. Um, one of the things you do is you read a lot of, try to read a lot of inspirational books, stories, watch movies, whatever, um, to see how other people have done it. And then, and, and that can be very helpful and very motivating, but I also find for whatever reason for my brain just says, oh man, <laughs> I'm not doing it right. Or I'm not doing it well enough. And that can get really discouraging. And then in the past, it has really, um, made me feel like, I'm not doing it well enough, or I'm not the kind of person who can, can make those types of things happen for myself. And then it will lead to long patches of not doing anything. Um, so it is, it is good to have, have in my mind that idea that I am, you know, that person that's, you know, down there in the future reinvented, so to speak, that I'm actually that person now and I can do the work and it doesn't have to look like the way, you know, Jane or Susie or whomever has done it. I don't have to be having my successes at the same rate as them. My successes don't even have to look like theirs. That has been invaluable to recognize that. And I'll be honest, it's something that's just come to me, you know, very, very recently. And I think it is in having that realization that has sort of set me free, I guess, uh, to just move forward and do the things that I'm going to do um, to have that life that I really want.
Yes. And I love that you mentioned like movies um, mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, as a person who's really attracted to story, I just firmly always believe that, you know, a, a lot of life is a story you tell yourself. We just tell ourselves these stories over and over until we die. And that might mm-hmm. sound really bleak, but it's not because you can tell yourself wonderful stories. And one of the things I've learned is because I used to watch movies and read books when I was really, really young. I was really excited about it because I remember a distinct moment um, my father had taken me, my dad did this really cool thing where um, somehow one of us would end up with one in one time with my dad and the other ones of us wouldn't realize it. He was very good at making each of us feel special. Like each of us, I'm sure, thinks we're my dad's favorite, but we don't want the other two to know. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, so I'm out with my dad and we're at uh, like a diner and there's like a, there's like a, you know, like a, like a big guy with a beard at the counter and there's like a sassy waitress like smacking gum and I look up at dad and I say to him you know I'd read some sort of hard-boiled detective novel that was too old for me but I liked it anyway um and I said dad is this what they call a greasy spoon because mm-hmm. that was like a phrase I'd read in a book and um my dad was like he laughed and he was like uh yeah kid uh I guess so this is definitely what they'd call a greasy spoon and I looked around like, oh, my God, I'm in the book. And I said, Dad, I think I like gre- greasy spoons. And he laughed again. And he was like, yeah, me too, kid. Me too. Um, and that was the moment that I realized I could live in the book, right? Mm-hmm. And then what I would do sometimes is when things got hard, I would tell myself, the characters in the book never have it this hard. But actually, <laughs> when I started looking at movies more closely as a screenwriter, there's actually a part in the script every time it's, you know, in the save the cat method, that's called the dark night of the soul. And I would like to posit to you and to everyone that the moment where you feel like you can't do it is exactly evidence that you're really doing it. It's in every Mm. movie. It's in every book. The hero always has to be tested. So like my new thing is like, no, uh, there's a line in, um, uh, there's a line in uh, a league of their own that everybody loves. Uh, and it's uh, Tom Hanks saying the hard is what makes it good. And that's the part I'm trying to remember all the time. Cause I want, you know, I want to remember, wait a minute. No dark night of the soul. The heart is what makes it good. It's not evidence that I'm getting it wrong. It's evidence that I'm getting it right. Mm-hmm. Right. There is, and there is something to just to be said for, uh, like sort of a preoccupation with not failing, um, and this idea that failure is the end. Um, I'm not sure where, where I got that from, but there's this sense, like if you fail at something, you can't, that, that, then it's all, I mean, we talk about it, right. Then it's all ruined, but Failure really just is that opportunity to learn something new and then try something again. And my sort of, I try for my life motto to be, it's all about learning. So which really, if I thought about it, means I'm going to be maybe failing a lot if I'm going to be learning, if everything's about learning. So I do, I do really think you're 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 right on that it is that hard part that makes us know that we're really we're really getting in there and that we're really making some changes and that we're really making headway getting to this place that we want um i do think there's something to be said for understanding that you know i know it's it, it can feel like a cliche but that it's not about the destination it's about the journey 
that it is about the work that we're doing along the way and that all of that, all of that, the positive, the negative, the toil, the failure, the success, all of that is kind of going to be packaged into this this idea or this reinvented or recreated version of ourselves. Yes. And what I like is um, I, I totally know what you mean about the not failing part, because as soon as it was like deemed that I was a smart kid, I lived in constant fear of that being taken away from me. Like this sort of, um, and I, I read a book about, you know, they said growth, you know, growth thinking versus uh, limited thinking, you know what I mean, or, or finite thinking. And the idea is that, okay, well, I'm a smart person, but I don't want to risk that perception of me being smart by getting the answer wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. I remember the first time I used to always get the answers right. And I remember the first time I raised my hand and I got it wrong. And then there was a kid that was like, I see, you're not that smart. And I realized, mm-hmm. oh, wow, there are people actively waiting for me to fail. Um, and I sort of stopped trying as much. I didn't want to fail in in public. I wanted only successes all the time. And um, I remember I was not um, I was not a person with a lot of friends in middle school. It was a very uh, uh, well, it, I, I would say in middle school, from middle school on through school, uh, at least middle school and high school, I wasn't a very popular person. And I remember distinctly getting invited to um, an ice skating party. And um, it was at an ice skating rink. And I'd been roller skating a lot, but I'd never been ice skating. And I was so worried um, that I would get there and I would fall and everybody would make fun of me. Because, you know, it's not as if people making fun of me wasn't something that didn't happen on the regular. Or at least regularly enough for me to just live in constant fear of it. And so Mm -hmm. I went to the roller skating party, and uh, the ice skating party rather, and I didn't fall. And I came home. And uh, my dad said, so, hey, kid, how did it go? And I said, oh, yeah, I was at the party and I ice skated and I didn't fall once. And my dad said, maybe you didn't try hard enough. (laughs) And I was like, I've never forgotten. I was like, damn you, dad. Um, (laughs) Because I know exactly what he meant. I actually Mm -hmm. don't remember anything about that party. I don't even remember whose it was. All I cared about at that party was that I didn't fall. I didn't have a good time. I didn't, I don't even remember what kind of food or cake, which is usually my big fun at a party. All I remembered is that I didn't fall. And is that really what I want to take away from my life? Mm -hmm. Boy. Yeah. And uh, I don't even know where to go with that other than to say, yep, I get (laughs) you. I feel like so much of so much of the last maybe 10ish 15 years of my life has been about um you know thinking again going back to messy and perfect but thinking I have to do it perfectly and if I can't then I'm not going to do it at all which only blocks me from like these these different periods of time where I've wanted to recreate or reinvent myself um, and not to be like somebody totally different uh, who, you know, that there would be no like le- like vestige of Brianna left. That's not really what I mean. It really is just um, when, I, when we talk about it, it's getting to the life that I want to live. And if I'm not willing 
to risk failure sometimes, I don't know that I'm really ever going to be able to get there. And that what I'm just now realizing is that concern for not getting there is is finally becoming more uncomfortable or more scare more scary is becoming scarier than the fear that I might fail or get you know try something and it and it may not work out oh god yeah that really hits a big point for me because one of the things um I think one of the reasons why I have all this exuberance and I talk like, oh, this, I talk a big game, right, is because I need to psych myself up a lot because mm-hmm. I have dealt with um, and I've had many, uh, I'm a person who has had and sometimes in the future may also have uh, anxiety. Like I deal with a lot of worry and sometimes that worry has been incredibly um, scary, like like to the point where I feel for certain I'm going to die. Like, um you know, for me, I was in a number of car accidents and uh, I got really afraid of being in the car. Uh, also, as a kid who was made fun of and um, bullied and, you know, um, you know, physically bullied even, I was very afraid of sticking out in groups of people. And I still feel that uh, to a heavy extent. And so I kept myself small. I stayed in my own place. Um, and then I kind of like, you know, fought my way out of that. And uh and then, you know, I got ill again as I was older and um, and I was starting to live a really small life. You know, I wrote my books and I didn't leave the house and I didn't want for more than what I had. And I started to realize, you know, I really want to tackle, especially the big one for me, as my life was starting to get considerably smaller because of the fear of the car. And one of the reasons why I decided to do... Um, you know, to become a driving instructor was because I thought it would be a phenomenally catastrophically funny way um, to attempt to get over this fear that I just couldn't get anywhere else. Right. I didn't have the money for therapy. Uh, I didn't really think it would work, um, which is not true. I'm sure there's a therapist out there can help me. But one of the things they do is they have you do it. Do you know what I mean? Like they, and I thought, well, I can do that. I can make myself do something. And I think one of the reasons that, uh, that I always, that I always helped push me through my um, fear of death was the recognition. And I know it's a really dark way to look at it. And so if it's not something comfortable for other people, I don't recommend it. But for me, it was very much, I'm afraid I'm dying. But if, if the only place I feel safe is in this room, or like I noticed that I was safe in some places, and then it got smaller and smaller before you know it, it's just a room, right? And I'm like, it's just going to keep getting smaller till it's my coffin. I'm not actually alive. Hmm. And mm-hmm. I just... I'd rather feel the fear of death than be the walking dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is something, I think you've had them, that, that sense related to experience. And I think for, for me, it really came with age and getting older and then finally coming to that recognition that we, that we only get a, we get a real short window of time here. Um, and I think I maybe hit, I don't know, 37, 38, I had some pretty significant health issues and had to get real that, you know, I'm maybe not, I was a little less than halfway through, uh, the, the time that I have, you know, on earth as Brianna, so to speak. And I had to decide, as you said, was I, 
you know, you use the term walking dead. Was I going to just continue to sort of drift through life, imagining all these great things I wanted to do, thinking that maybe eventually I would do them? Or was I going to take the opportunity to truly work on some things uh, to get to, to do them and to have the experiences that I felt like I really wanted to have. Um, I think we both were getting to the same place or getting, coming to the same conclusion and maybe just a little bit of a different way, but sometimes it is that much of, it is that, it is that stark of a question that you have to ask yourself that I had to ask myself, do I want to keep drifting or do I want to, do I want to be living and, you know, kind of that exciting life that has some purpose and that I feel like, um, you know, when I get to the end of my time here that I'm going to say, you know, for the most part, I did the things that I wanted to do or that I feel like either made a difference for certainly that made a difference for myself, but hopefully also made a difference for others. And that can be that, you know, that can be a, a scary or uncomfortable kind of realization that you have to get to. And I think some people, you know, kudos to them, get to it sooner, or maybe have, are able to come to it in, in a, in a way that's not quite so um, scary or uncomfortable, but it is another factor of why I think both of us have have decided to come on this journey and do this do this podcast is we wanna we wanna live that life we don't wanna be drifting anymore and you know what a wonderful opportunity to bring bring this share this with people. So if there are other people that are out there and we both know that there are, because we've, you know, we've heard from them that we, we can, we can be working on our own thing together. Absolutely. And like, there's just two, like, and I know we're running a little bit longer than we normally do, but there's like two things that I just want. One, it's never too late and you, it's Mm. taken your whole life to be the person you are right now. Right. And it's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. And you're awesome where you are. And there's this thing that happens when I finally get to where I was trying to go sometimes. And it's, Mm -hmm. uh, I think some people call it imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Now that I've done it, it, that's not that big of a deal because by virtue of the fact that I did it and I'm not Mm -hmm. doing that anymore, I will say that I will look back on all those dark nights of the soul of all that self-doubt and look at my achievements, where they are and realize that those hard parts is why that's what made it good. The hard that Mm -hmm. made it good. And I'm mm-hmm. not an imposter. I didn't kind of make a record. I made a record and it wasn't kind of played on the radio. Darn it. It was on the radio. Satellite radio is radio nowadays. Sure it is. And mm-hmm. uh, I am a musician. Uh, even if, even if I can't play every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, the imposter situation or imposter syndrome, that is one that has just kind of dogged me (laughs) quite a bit. Um, And there, I do think that you do, that I have had to just get real with, I don't know why I, I have such a hard time 
admitting my successes or my accomplishments. I just, I don't know. It just seems like, meh, if I did it, like you said, if I did it, it can't be that big of a deal. Um, and I still struggle with that, but it takes practice. And I'm constantly telling myself what a wonderful opportunity to practice being comfortable where you are, including being comfortable with your successes and what you're good at. And one of the things that has been a barrier for me for reinvention, aside from this kind of imposter piece or some of the other things we've talked about, uh, is also like not necessarily or, or being a little bit intimidated by the way my life may change. So there's a there's an element with the recreation and the reinvention as much as we think, you know, we consistently think about it and dream about it. Um, there is the likelihood that our lives will change and that there's a, a significant amount of uncertainty that goes with that. And sometimes that uncertainty that I that I'm going to have to like step outside of who where I am right now. Um, even if it's something that I'm really interested in and looking forward to, that uncertainty can be very, for me, can be very daunting and a little scary of thinking that I have to leave kind of the known for the unknown. Yes, I totally know what you mean. And I will say that um, one of the sort of physical tricks that I do to deal with my anxiety is, uh, and they actually say like neurologically it can help or like physically it can help that your body pumps out different um, stress hormones when you tell yourself stress is good versus when you tell yourself the stress is killing me. Um, mm. So like, and they've done experiments where they had like, you know, um, people who like they, they had um, uh, housekeepers who were told that their housekeeping was actually a great way to stay fit. And another group that they were told that the housekeeping was literally tearing down their body. And they were able to find that, you know, hormonally, like there was a change, your body like emits different sort of stressy chemicals. And so the new thing that I'm doing when I'm dealing with the fear, I mean, it, and I had to do it over and over and over again when I became a driving instructor. And I was absolutely shocked. I thought it was going to be a hilarious story of my mental breakdown. That's how I thought that was going to go. But I ended up becoming quite a good driving instructor. Um, was that in the car, I kept telling myself that zing, and I would even tell my students, that zing is me learning new things. That zing is good for me. That's me pushing my envelope so that I could get more and more comfortable with that uncertainty, that fear. That mm -hmm. fear, I've decided, is um, excitement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so great when you can, when you come to that realization, and it it can be almost a you know, when the, when you start seeking out the zing. Now, I haven't gotten there a lot. You know, I haven't gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm doing all this hard work and zing. Um, but it's there and it, it's so great. And it's such a nice, once you've experienced it, it's such, it can be such a nice, um, like almost like a benchmark of like, oh yeah, here it is again, the zing. I'm on the right path. Right. <laughs> I'm getting there. That, I'm almost there. <laughs> yes. And it's like, and I think it could be a vital tool in reinventing yourself. And I just mm -hmm. would like everyone to like, if you could just, just imagine you are the person you dreamed of now. And what would that person do next? Like not what someone else would do. What would you do? What would dream you do? Mm -hmm. And do it. 
Yes, and that is a great place for us to talk about our mission for the week. We are going to take small moments to practice being the person we dream of being. So we have this sense of who we are now, and if we're looking at ways to reinvent or recreate ourselves, let's think about that and then take some small moments to practice being that person. So as we get started moving into our new week, we would love to hear from you, uh, your questions, any perspectives you have on the topics that we've discussed. You can email us at positiveviewpodcast at gmail.com. That's positiveview, V-I-E-W, podcast at gmail.com. Awesome. And then next week, we're actually going to talk about, uh, and it's a, it's a real uh, thing I'm excited about, celebrating our successes. So I want, I want us all to get in touch with our inner hype man so we can really celebrate those successes and celebrate the small moments they took this week to being the person they dream of being. Um, so don't forget, new episodes are available every Monday. Uh, and if you can, please take a moment to uh, subscribe. Also, we'd love to hear what you think. So please take another moment to rate and review the podcast. And that is our show for today. So I'm Christy Murphy. And I'm Brianna G. We'll talk soon.